Hello and welcome to the Future Leaders Podcast, where we discuss and have some real talk on important topics directly chosen by the teens participating in our youth development program. My name is Lewis, and I will be lightly moderating this discussion. And with me, we have Cassandra. I'm a sophomore. Terrell, I'm a sophomore. Jasmine, I'm a sophomore. Daeja, I'm a sophomore. Excellent. And today we are actually going to be discussing our judicial system. And I am honestly very interested in what teens have to say about this. Um, so we're going to get started with that. What do you guys think about our judicial system? I think that it's very corrupt and has so much in it that doesn't need to be in it as far as like opinions and laws and stuff like that. Like what laws? What do you mean? Mm, I don't know. It's just the there's like very unfair laws that I think there is too many laws that are like, okay, calm down and not enough of, okay, well, if you do this, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to explain it. No, I, I think I do. There are a lot of people that think that some offenses shouldn't, you know, yeah. you know, uh, Warrant any prison time because they're so you know they're not violent and exactly. you know, things they're like that. Exactly, they're not okay. like very that harmful, but you'll get like 20 years for doing it. Hey, wow, what do you guys think about that? I think it's corrupt based on the people who are in the judicial system, like the the judges and the lawyers. Um, also, like if you don't have enough money, you're basically already in prison, incarcerated, even for a crime that you may not or committed. Damn. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it is, money is a big difference. It's a big thing. Sometimes, it's really sometimes um, difficult to come to terms with that. But yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that if you don't have the money, unfortunately, you know, you may not have the right representation to kind of help you, right? Right. Because um, they're not free. Yeah. So I mean, what do you guys think about that, though? Do you think that's fair? I mean, how does that make you feel, honestly? And also for me, oh also comes down to the way that people are prosecuted like saying for Khalif Browder's story it was just it, it, the cops basically said let's pick up the first two black kids that we see and they're the ones that did the crime you know he was nowhere near it or didn't have any actions to what happened with the bag being stolen yeah exactly I mean not and I have to put this out there not to say that you know every law enforcement officer is like that but you know there are you know instances where maybe things could have been handled better um, and as a young you know uh, as a minority here in, in the United States and here in the city also how do you approach that do you think your awareness of that is more than let's say somebody in the Midwest that doesn't have to really uh, that is you know let's say white and maybe a bit more privileged because maybe they have a bit more money. How do you um, see that? Like, do you understand what I'm trying to ask? Mm -hmm. You know, you do you think that your views are different because of that? Yeah. Because yeah, of where like, you grew up? Yeah, like people, like minorities, they are prone to seeing law enforcement as a threat, as they're coming after me. Like, no matter what, you can be walking down the street and you're going to say, hey, like, now I got to be cautious of what I'm doing. Whereas a white person may say, just walk down the street and just probably say hi to it. That's true. I feel like people of color have to have a certain way or thinking when 
it comes to situations with the police or situations in school because that's where it all starts with the school to prison pipeline as well but yeah i think people like white people or other people races don't have to worry about it as much as people of color do especially in the city do you agree I agree with Daisha 100% because <clears throat> if, let's just say like New York or the Bronx to be more specific, there's more black people here and we're, that's another reason why we have the highest like jail, we have the highest jail rate because if you go to a jail you'll really see a whole bunch of people of color or Latino people but you won't see many of the white people and that's just not fair. What do you think that is? Honestly, I still feel like it has effects based off of racism. It's like it's got a lot to do with racism. It can't really be no other reason because you can't just say, "Hey, you did this to like just to anybody," and then think you get away with it. Right, and money as well. Cause in the Khalif Brother story, it was, I don't remember who it was, but it was this—I think it was a white man. He was like somebody important, and he got in trouble. I don't know. I don't really remember. I think it was for assaulting a woman or something, and he was sent to Rikers, I think. And he had enough money. He was going to be sent, or he was, or he had enough, and he didn't go, or he only went for like a few time, like a little bit of time, cause he had money to get away with it, and he got away with it because he had money, and he's white. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we hear that all the time, right? There's um, this quick story that a friend of mine actually told me a while back. She was just from Jersey, and uh, she was actually in the back of a car of these two kids. They were um, white, young kids, maybe I think they were 18 or 19, and they were drunk. And, uh, and she was there, she was also very young at that time, and they had crossed the Holland Tunnel, I believe. And the dude obviously was, you know, swerving or whatever. So the cops, and she's actually Hispanic, they um, get stopped by the police. And her, you know, in her mind, she's saying, oh my God, we're gonna go to jail, all of us. It's like really messed up, because that's the mentality that, you know, that we have, right? Because there's, we're thinking there's not gonna be a break. Mm -hmm. And the cop, who was also white, um, spoke to the kids and he was like, hey man, are you far from home? What's going on? And and he was like, yeah, you know, just going over, whatever. He was obviously drunk. He was like, you know what, just turn around, go back home, and that's it. And she was so surprised that that was what happened because she had never seen that before because her brother has got, had gotten stopped for just, you know, driving, period. So when she saw that, she really, really, like it kind of cemented that idea of like, oh my God, I mean, is it because it was white or is it, you know, there's, is there something else? Maybe the guy also reminded him as like as when he was young, I don't know. Right. But <clears throat> that really did happen. And she was like, you know, and this really did happen. The dude was drunk, like drunk, drunk. And instead of like stopping him and doing what they would have done to like a black or Latino guy, they just let him go, told him to go back home. Right. How does that make you feel? That's so unfair. Cause like, not even because in, with the race involved. That was just uncalled for. Because, God forbid, what if they got into an accident and you let him go? Like, he wasn't thinking. 
just be oh go back home. No, that had what if something happened that was very irresponsible. He should have gotten in trouble for being drunk and driving. But as well, if it was a black person or a person of color, if your friend was driving with her friends of color, I don't think that would have happened. I think she would have gotten in trouble. And still, like, I'm not saying, oh, if the person was black, that he should have definitely got arrested or whatever. It's just like, you're still a cop, so you have to do your job. Right. doesn't matter where it was late, late at night, there are far close from home. You right. still have to do your job as an officer and, like, say, oh, I have to write you up and so and so. But Exactly. Uh, sometimes color plays into it, but sometimes it really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, that... Um, People of color get stopped for nothing, and that's where like stuff like stop and frisk comes in. When stop and frisk comes in, you know they use unnecessary like force. So for him to just say, "Oh yeah, go back home," it was like a real shock to her because she was expecting probably to like the worst some, something to happen. And what if it was a black person? Like they were in there. The cops probably weren't there and stopped. They just, "Oh, you're drunk." So go home, they probably would have been like, step out the vehicle so I could search your car for drugs and all of that. Yeah, stereotypes would have been played into it. That's, that's honestly true because it was a show I was watching. I don't exactly remember the name, but it was kind of like that same situation. But um, this father, he was white, and he was teaching his son how to drive. And then he didn't, like he kept driving and he didn't stop at the stop sign. And a cop came up. And then he let him off saying, oh, don't let it happen again. But then it goes on to later on in the show where they had a car and it was full of like black kids and teenagers and it was driving and he stopped at the stoplight and then he did everything he's supposed to do when you stop at the stoplight. And then he still got pulled over when he continued from the cops saying that he didn't stop. And then he had them get a search and they gave him a ticket and everything for it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I have to say, like, you know, I drive, and whenever I do, like, I haven't gotten stopped a lot, maybe um, twice, but every time that I've gotten stopped, I've always thought, like, the worst, and it was a very stressful situation, even though it was just a ticket that I knew it was, like, you know, it was just going to be a ticket that I was going to get. In the back of my head, I'm like, this could get worse at any moment. So I completely understand, like, you know what, you know, how the, the stress of that interaction could be more intense for somebody that is a minority or a black or a Latino as opposed to somebody that's, you know, that's not. So going back to, you know, the 13th, which was something that, you know, we were all talking about, about the, uh, the documentary. What do you guys think about that? What, what hit you the most about that, that documentary? What hit me the most was the ALEC program where they had corporations making laws and being a part of making laws. So like companies like that, it was, it was upsetting. Yeah, how everything is, yeah. There's a lot of money involved in the prison system. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so they earned so much money. Like when I did a essay on solitary confinement, I found out that solitary confinement actually costs like a lot of money that taxpayers pay. I don't remember the exact number, but I was like, Jesus, that's how much I'll pay for a little box in jail. But yeah, the jail system does get you a lot of money. It's a lot of to me, it's weird that it costs a lot of money just to keep um, a prosecuted person in a white box for a long time. Honestly. What about the labor that inmates or that, oh. uh, you know, the labor that they, the, the prison system provides to 
It's a lot a of the corporations out there. Boom. What? It's, it's, a, it's a legal way. Yep. Because it's illegal. Jail is like. They make it say, hey, you were prosecuted. You're imprisoned. Why not do some work for us? Mm-hmm. Major companies, I think it was like Victoria's Secret, I think. They use a lot of prisoners. I don't remember the rules, but if Victoria's Secret was one of them. That they use people in prison to do their clothes for them, which is really messed up. Yeah, and they're not getting paid fifteen dollars an hour. They're not. <laughs> they don't get paid anything but like dirty meatloaf and <laughs> <laughs> stale bread. <Some> t- <laughs> uh, just, the justice system is just messed up in so many ways. It's hard to try to sit here and explain them all. Exactly. <laughs> It's very complex, right? There's so many different little variables that are at play mm-hmm. that have so much influence in what happens and why it is that we incarcerate so many people as compared to any other industrialized country out there. Yep. Um, but going even deeper, I know that we also mentioned, um, talking about When They See Us, that new document, uh, documentary in Netflix. Mm. I want to get your take on it because I think you guys already know my take on that, but how did, how did that make you feel? That show, i never been so angry with a show in my life. Yeah. Like, I I watched it, but, like, the way that the show was going out, I couldn't make it past the second episode. I just put a pause to it. I'm planning on going back to it, but if you know the story, then you know how it's going to play out, and it's just hard to yeah, sit here oh and watch gosh. that without getting <laughs> angry with the show. Oh, seriously, like, I was watching it, and I was just like, I know it's going to happen, but I just don't want it to happen. So when it happens, I'm going to be so mad. It just It's so weird to me how one day kids our age can go from hanging out with your friends, and then the next day you're in a Rikers Island being called an animal lesson. That's what they call the teenagers in Rikers. Like, it's just so crazy to me. Over... And they were accused of something that they didn't do. When, I'm not going to lie, in the second episode, spoiler alert if you ain't watch it, but when they said that they didn't find no DNA at the crime scene, that was actually one of the best moments of the show because it was like, you can't do nothing now. There's no evidence for him mm-hmm. there. Like You can't pin this all on of any them. of them. Yep, they were all you can't pin this on there. any of them because you don't have no evidence to back it up. If you don't have evidence, just shut up and sit down. They were still proven guilty. With that, that got me so mad. I'm like, it literally, it just like, literally says, hey, they didn't do it. And you still found a way to say no. They did it. That's why I was just so like, the jury, hello, did you not see that? Like, they didn't do it. And they were just like, y'all hear something? Because I don't. And put them in jail. So, yeah, after watching the first um, episode, I, I was livid. I was really angry because when this happened, I was actually a little kid, so I didn't really understand it. Um, I honestly didn't know that they were so young, that they were 14 years old. So I could just imagine, like, a 14-year-old being in front of... Oh, yeah detectives interrogating him extremely in a very hostile sort of way in a hostile situation where you don't know your rights and you don't like you know when you're a kid you don't know what to do they tell you if you sign this you're gonna go home and you're like yeah i just want to go home please so it's so what so what can we do so okay we understand that it is corrupt at times we understand that it is broken so what do we do what do we do? Okay, we teach the future generation, our mm-hmm. children, what their rights are, what they can do, how to act around the police, how not to act on the police, so things like the Central Park Five don't happen. It doesn't repeat itself. And when you are prosecuted, like talking to a detective, they know that you're a kid and you're scared, so mm-hmm. like they read your body language they and use like, that yep, you. he did that. 
because look at the way he's shaking. He's sweating. But if you were calm and normal, they wouldn't take it as serious. But then they'll keep on pressing you, asking questions, saying, making it seem like you said it. Yeah. Like, kids, a lot of kids my age right now, they'll say, oh, they're dumb. Why didn't they, why did they do this? But, but I'm like, okay, you're taking it as a way. Because now we know, like, as our older generation, because back then they probably weren't taught. Because now we see it with social media. So now we know, and now with TV, like, if I ever get stopped and they're like, you did this, I'm like, can I ask for a lawyer? But because uh, you see what to do, but back then they didn't know. So obviously, if I didn't know anything, and they say if you sign this, you gonna go home. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I'd sign it so I could go home. Keep in mind that you're all minors, so no one can interrogate you without a parent. Just yeah. saying that. Oh, so just that. so they cannot even talk to you. I mean, they can talk to you, but you can't. You know, they're, they're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to I be with a parent. You're all minors. Just saying, you guys know for a few more years, you guys are gonna. You're still minors, so. Yes, so parent and a lawyer, definitely. That's the two things you Yes, it could be very frustrating. And you're right, you did mention, you know, how back then, 1989, there was no internet, there was no social media, there was no, you know, way for you to kind of go on your phone and be like, what are my rights? What can I do? What can I, you know? Exactly. And, it, and maybe it was something that wasn't really talked about. Mm -hmm. and, um, and when power goes unchecked, it has the potential to, exactly. Right. And you don't want to be in that sort of um, situation because it's, you know, it's tyranny. Like you don't want to be caught in that because even though you may have some rights, if an officer tells you that no, or like tells you no, no, no this is not your right, you're going to doubt yourself. Yeah. So it takes a lot of confidence to say like, you know. I know my rights. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and they're so, police, so you're going to be like, are exactly, you right? Maybe a lot, I am wrong. Maybe exactly. That's not my right. Even if I, going back to the, to the driving thing, if I have a cop that's behind me and I'm driving, in my head I'm thinking, did I do anything wrong? wrong. When in my head, I, when in reality I really didn't. Right. And you know, and I try to, I'm like, let me move to the right to see if they follow me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so it's weird because it has that, you know, it's that weird sort of mentality, but it comes from someplace, right? Yeah. So, um, so what else can we do? I mean, yes, educate our, our young people. Educate, right? Like your, your, your peers. X equals whatever, whatever. <laughs> tell them their rights. Like, exactly. have, tell them what they need to know for the world. X minus whatever else isn't going to get us nowhere in life. You need to know your rights, your taxes, all of that. <laughs> I have to say math is important. Just a good <laughs> I, know, I know some people that may not be like the best fan of math, yes. But if you are going to be an engineer or if you're going to be a computer, you know, that scientist, yeah, you, you know, programmer, yes. yeah, you are going to need some math. Math is important. Yes, and but I do agree with you that it shouldn't just be that. There should, there should be other things as well. And talking about financial liter uh, literacies, talking about like, you know, yes. your, the legal system, what your rights are, all those things are very, very important. And the program that we have, you know, we, um, even the ones that we have for the, um, for the older kids, right? That pr program pretty much focuses on a lot of that stuff. So, um, so yeah, there's something beyond um, academics. Academics are great, but there are other things that could complement that to make you a well-rounded individual. Right. Do we agree? Yeah, of course. All right. Do we have any final, I would say, advice for any kid that, you know, may potentially be dealing with something like this? Learn your rights. Keep your head lawyer. down. Keep your hands up. Ask, Ask for, for your lawyer. parents. Don't move <laughs> don't, unless you're asked to move. Don't flinch. <laughs> don't reach for don't, a brush or your don't, phone. Yeah. Don't fight it. Keep your hands out of your pocket and in the air. In sight. Keep everything in sight. 
because officers will say that they got confused. They ain't know what it was. You know, and what you're doing is taking hands out your pockets. You're Stay dead. true to yourself. Say what you like. Just don't change. If you say you wasn't there, you wasn't there. Don't change it because they might seem like they're trying to help you. In all reality, they will use it against you. That goes back to the plea, right? Yeah. They say like you know. Well, they're saying that if you say you did this much, that I you're only going to get go. a year don't or two. But you know, but if it goes still, you know, but it's that's that actually piece. very common. It's it very is. common. It, it actually that's one of the ways that they really frighten a lot of kids mm-hmm. to you know to take pleas when they haven't really done. Don't uh, take the plea. Don't do it. Well, Just I know it's going to well, sound hard, easy to say now, and it's, if you're in the situation of it, you're going to want to. But if you know you did not do it. Don't, don't do it. it. Don't, say, don't you say you did it. It's it's gonna seem like a good idea because you don't want to be waiting like Khalif did, but you just if you know you didn't do something. Don't agree. Don't to agree it. exactly because you'll be charged for I don't know stealing or I don't know. In their case, right? And then you rape, didn't do and, it. And then you didn't do it, and now you a sex offender. Now you can't get a job for something you didn't do. And then that person is still out there doing exactly. whatever they do doing while you're in there, mm-hmm. being in jail for something you had no idea about. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that up because your life completely changes after you are in the system, after you oh, have yeah. been, pro- you know, convicted. Can't get a job, can vote. Oh my God! And that's it's why, hard getting what, a yeah. House. That's why a lot what? of um, in, yeah. um, food pass inmates are homeless. Because they don't want people who've been in jail to be Homeless. in their building or exactly. It's so, rough out there for whether, class inmates. Whether you did it or not, if it shows you served time in jail, whether you're innocent or guilty, mm-hmm. your life is automatically going down after that. Yep, There's no way what the crime was. It can be right. little as... A little, a little from store. the store. And if you get sent to jail for it, it's... It's yes. hard trying to get back on track after that, Honestly. especially for colored people. It's even harder. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. I know that this is something that could, you know, definitely touch on the emotions of a lot of, of, a lot of people, especially if we know somebody that's kind of going through it or if somebody in our family um, or a loved one. But thank you. Um, keep on, you know, being informed. Keep on, you know, uh, trying to better yourselves and know that uh, it's, it's, it's always going to be a struggle, but um, if you have the right tools and you're equipped with the right knowledge, right, you're going you're gonna to be all right. Keep your head up. Just keep your head up. Don't do something. If the cops see it as a problem, don't do it. Don't resist. Don't do none of that. Just go with the flow and just ask for your parent or lawyer. All right. And with that, I say awesome, and we'll definitely hopefully do this again. All right. Thank you. You're welcome.